Deuteronomy chapter 20. While you're turning there, I love having fun with my kids. I love uh, the other night, um, <laughs> Beth had some students over, and um, the dad was uh, standing around talking, and lessons were over, and I don't even know how it got started, but Zoe started jumping on me. I was on the couch, and then Caleb started jumping on me, and then Maya started jumping on me. Before you know it, be in front of all these people, we are wrestling on the couch, and uh, I just love it. My wife was ashamed, absolutely ashamed that we would do this in front of uh, guests in our house, but hey, I like having fun. One of the things I enjoy doing and always have and still continue to do it is I get my kids to jump to me. Okay, so I'll put them on the kitchen counter and I will say, jump, jump. And, and inevitably, they don't want to jump, okay. Or um, we used to do off the bathroom counter. If any of you have ever been to our house upstairs in the bathroom, there's not much room between the, uh, the sink and the bathtub. So I walk out the door and they have to kind of jump through the door into my arms. It's really a lot of fun. And so we're going to demonstrate that for you today. Caleb's here and he's going to help me. You going to help me? All right, jump up here. So we're going to, this is basically how it works. I put them up there and I say jump. See, really difficult, right? But the fun part of it is I have to always take a step back. Jump. Good job. All right. And then I take another step back. Come on, jump. <laughs> Good one. One more step. You think you can do it? Okay, ready? Jump. Good job. Did you notice that he was eyeing the gap? You can go. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I give him a hand. Thank you. I talked him through this. And as I was talking him through this, he's like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm scared. And every time I get my kids to jump, they're always scared. And when I'm really close, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. But as I take that step back, they'll go, hey, come forward. So I'll take a step forward. And then as they jump, I'll take that step back. I know I'm a terrible father. You all are just judging me so badly right now. So I just enjoy doing this. But really, as I get farther back, they do. They begin to look at that gap and go, oh, man, I don't know if I can jump that gap. I don't, know, I don't know if I trust my dad that much that he will catch me. And now it's beginning, really, Zoe is to the point where she'll just jump if I'm not even looking. So I have to be very careful. She's very brave. That usually ends up correcting itself fairly quickly. I have never dropped them, just for the record. There was one time with Maya, we were in Simcoe. I have no idea why we are in Simcoe. But she decided that she was going to jump off the counter, and I was not looking. I did not ask her to jump. We had not done this game. And I caught her with one finger by, like, her pant belt or something like that. It was, it was crazy. I think this is the first time my wife has actually heard that. <laughs> Forgot she was going to be in here this morning. All of these things, I want them to jump. I want them to trust me. I want them to um, enjoy and just have some fun in doing these things. We do it in the pool. We do it all over the place. We just, I make them jump. I enjoy having that kind of fun with my kids. And as I would move further away, often I would say something like this. Don't be scared. Just trust me. Don't be scared. Just trust me. Don't be scared, just 
trust me. Now, they probably don't know what scared means, and they probably don't know what trust means, but it's the sound of my voice and the reassurance that, hey, I will catch you. Don't worry, I will catch you. Deuteronomy chapter 20 in verse 1, this is just a simple picture of what God will do in our lives sometimes. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way, as the Bible just said. But notice they're ordered by the Lord. See, sometimes we don't know where our steps are going to land. Admirer and Sandra just don't know where their steps are going to land, but God has led them and they are going to take those steps. Our lives are the same way and we think it's just for kids, but it's what God wants to do in our lives. God is standing back saying, hey, don't be scared. Just trust me. And we look at the gap and we look at ourselves and we go, ah, I don't know if I can make that. Deuteronomy chapter 20 and verse 1, the Bible says, when thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. I just want to give you again a little bit of context. Moses is still talking to the children of Israel from God, giving them commands and talking them through some of the things. Verse 2, it says, And it shall be when ye are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint. Fear not and do not tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies, to save you. I want to preach to you a message simply that I've entitled, Don't Be Scared. Don't be scared. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to Open your word in a free country. Understand your word. Meet in assembly. Father, I pray you would just guide us in this hour. Help us to understand who you are. Help us to simply trust you. Help us not to be scared of what may come in our lives. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't be scared. Listen, God wants every person in this building today to do something with their lives. The problem is we're scared to do it. We don't want to make the jump. We don't want to take the flying leap, so to speak. We don't know if we can fully trust God. Oh, we would never say that, would we? We would never say that out loud because we, we would be called heretical if we did that. But literally, that's the way we are acting. I just don't know if I can fully trust God. I don't know if I can fully make that jump. I don't know if my legs will carry me that far. I'm just not sure. Why are we scared? Why do we get scared? Well, first of all, I want you to notice we trust our senses. We trust our senses. Look at verse 1 again with me. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, and watch this, and seest horses... And chariots, and a people more than now. And he says, be not afraid. First thing that I want you to understand that underneath our senses is we trust our sight, don't we? I saw it with my own eyes. Seeing is believing. We all say these things and we understand them. And listen, I'm not trying to say anything that that's wrong. But listen, we really do trust our senses. 
We really do trust what we have seen. We really do trust our sight. Here in the children of Israel, the example is that they are getting ready to go to battle. And they look up and they see horses. And they see chariots. And they see a people that is much more than them. They see the strength of the other nations. You remember back to the time when they sent 12 spies into the land? They saw the children of Anak there. And we were as grasshoppers in their sight. Right? So it's, it's as if that they, we are seeing something based upon what these people see. The children of Israel, they're scared. And God, knowing what's going to come ahead, says, hey, don't be scared. Be not afraid. But not only do we trust our sight, but I think we can all agree that we, will tr- we trust our hearing. Right? I heard that. My wife has been saying lately that I, I need to go get my ears checked. I haven't told her yet again that that's selective hearing. <laughs> all the men, yeah, wonderful. Women have it too. Don't, don't get too excited, all right? Hearing. Same goes with hearing. You can hear certain sounds that make you scared, right? I watched a Andy Griffith episode this week. I love Andy Griffith. It's old for all of you young people who have no idea who Andy Griffith is. Google it. All right? It's amazing. And uh, Opie and his friend hit a baseball into an old haunted house, and they hear a sound. It's all they heard. They didn't see anything. They just simply heard a sound, and they took off running to see Dad and say, Dad, the house, the house is actually haunted. There are things that you hear that make you scared. I was turkey hunting one time, pitch black, walking out into the field. I get out into the field. I get right next to the bush, and I hear, ah. I was like, what is that? So I move a little closer, and I hear, So I start backing up a little bit because it's getting louder. And the field had clumps of clay in it. So I'd pick up a clump of clay and I chucked it in there, trying to scare whatever was in there away. And as I did that, I'm like, oh, my word. So I did this, it felt like for five minutes. And at one point, again, now remember, it's pitch black. I cannot see anything. All I can do is hear something. All of a sudden, I hear it moving, and this is, I'm a girl, okay? I'm just a sissy. I started doing this, <laughs> jumping backwards. I'm, I was so scared because I thought it was coming at me, whatever it was. Sure enough, it moved away, and I never saw anything. But hearing what you hear will scare you. Listen, there's other instances in the Bible of armies hearing something and running away, killing each other, going forth and just... Uh, allowing Israel to win the battle. There's all kinds of things that happen when we hear things or see things. We trust our senses. So why do we get scared? Because we trust our senses. I'm telling you what, I heard something. It doesn't help that the farmer told me that the MNR had released a mountain lion back there. So what do you think is running through my head? We took a trip to Pennsylvania not long after that. We go down and we see all these animals in the zoo. Some of you that took the trip with us will remember this. And uh, they had a mountain lion there. And I said, what does a mountain lion sound like when it's, you know, when it growls? 
And so they explained it, and they actually uh, played a, a clip for me. And I was like, no, that wasn't it. Which made me feel a little bit better. And I ended up finding it was probably a bobcat. Okay? So it was not probably going to kill me. But in my mind, I'm thinking something. I'm scared because of what my senses tell me and what I already perceive as being true. You see, the Israelites were not a dumb people. They could see what was going on. They could see what was happening in their lives. They could see what was in front of them. They could see the might of the other nations. Was not, they were not dumb, but listen, we are not a dumb people. I hope not. We can see what's going on around in our world. We can see the agenda that's being pushed. We can see what the government is trying to put in. We can see the craziness of politics. We can see the way the world is headed. We can see what problems we are going to face in the future. We can see how those decisions, the decisions that people are making around us this day are going to affect our kids and our grandkids. We can see that. We're not dumb. We can see that. We can see what's going on. And so that scares us, right? I'm telling you what, I'm scared for my kids. My parents were scared for me. We're all scared because we can see what's ahead. So what's the solution? Bury your head in the sand so you can't see or hear anything. That is the absolute solution, right? That's not what the solution was here. Can you imagine if the children of Israel see the horses and the chariots and the people and they just stuck their head in the sand? Oh, I guess that's the end of that. We're not going to do anything here. Based upon simply what they see and what they hear. Listen, there are things around us that we see and we hear and that make us mad and that, that, we, that frustrate us. And all of these different things and we become a little scared. The second thing that makes us scared is this. Second step, if you will. We compare what they have to what we have. Oh, I want you to know something. Again, look at verse 1. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou. Okay, so they are going out and they're comparing. Did you know that the children of Israel, we don't find anywhere in the Bible that they had horses. We don't find anywhere in the Bible that they had chariots. And we obviously know that there's a comparison going on here, that there's a people more than thou. And so the children of Israel didn't have any of these things. And so they start comparing. Oh man, we don't have horses. All we have is cattle. Maybe some camels. Uh oh, I mean, we don't have all the chariots. I mean, chariots are hard to penetrate. How am I going to get a sword through that chariot? These are all things. And they begin to think about these things. And all I have is feet. I don't have a horse. I only have two feet. Horses have four. And they, they begin to think about how strong horses are. And they begin comparing themselves and going, oh my goodness, how am I going to handle this? What if they start running? How am I going to chase them? You begin to work these things through your mind and you begin to say things like this. The, the statistics do not look well. Man, based on statistical evidence, we're going to lose this battle. We're going to lose this battle. Again, we have the opportunity to do the same thing. 
We see what the world has. We see the momentum that they are gaining. We see how much money they have. We see how much influence they have. And we begin to compare that. And we begin to think, well, the probability of us winning this battle is not good. We're just 120 people or we're just, you know, 1,000 people. What, What difference can we possibly make? Statistically, probability-wise, we're undergunned, undermanned, under-resourced. We begin comparing what they have to what we have. In the case of the children of Israel, again, the enemy has horses and chariots, and all the children of Israel have is their feet and some old sandals that they've been walking around in for 40 years. How are we going to compete with that? You see, we compare... We compare, we compare, and we compare. Again, that's not all bad. That's a natural process of life. If I'm going to up against, uh, I used to play soccer. If I'm going up against another soccer team, I'm going to compare their best player with our best player, their second best player with our second best player, and their goalkeeper with our goalkeeper. And I'm going to begin to compare and see what probability of chance that we have of winning, you see. But it's not about necessarily comparing. It's about our perception of reality. If I was to go in a fight with Pastor Levi right now, how many of you would pick Pastor Levi to win that fight? I would, based on perception. Because the, pro- the thing that you have no idea is how much I know about fighting. You don't know how many guys that big I've taken down already. Right? You don't know that. You're all laughing because you really don't know. But you don't know. It's based upon your perception. Yeah. It's all based upon perception. And so we perceive one thing, and especially in our minds, we begin to perceive these certain things, and we begin to believe them, and we push so hard, and it becomes a part of us, and we become scared. Oh, he's bigger than I am. We're as grasshoppers in our sight. We're, We're scared because of our perception and because we compare what they have to what we have. You see, the problem comes from comparison if, number three, if we forget who we have. See, let's, let's be very honest. Based solely upon the level of intellect, based solely upon the level of strength, based solely upon the level of resources, based solely upon the level of earthly things, we do not have a chance But that's because we've forgotten who we have. Look at verse 1 again. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. Why? For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Hey, guess what? Egypt had horses and Egypt had chariots and Egypt had a lot more people than you did. God's already done it. He's already done everything that you are scared about. Jump down to verse 4. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. We forget who we have. God is the one who would be fighting for them. 
Let's face it, again, going up against the children of Anak, these children of Israel had no chance. Going against horses and chariots and people greater than thou, these people had no chance. But there's a God that's fighting for them. He was the God that brought them up out of the land of Egypt. He was the God that split the Red Sea. He is the God that provided manna for them every morning. He is the God that defeated the kings that they've already conquered. Giant men. Og, king of Bashan. All of these men they've already defeated. They were only scared when they forgot who was on their side. You see, as Christians... We have God on our side. We have God on our side. There is nothing that compares to God. God spoke the world into existence. He formed man out of the dust of the ground. And we're scared about what that formed man can do to us. We're scared about what that formed, God-formed man can do bring about for us. You see, we have God on our side, the person who formed that. We have God on our side that can just take those grains of sand away and say, no more. You see, we have a God that is all powerful. We have a God that can conquer. We have a God that has already defeated Satan once. And he's going to do it again. We know that. So listen, you might say, well, it's not man. It's Satan. Listen, God's already done with him. We have nothing to be scared of. We have God on our side. There is no one that can stand before God. Paul, a mentor to Timothy, is advising Timothy to do something in his life. Why don't you go to first, or excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Second Timothy chapter 1, look at verse 6 with me. Paul, speaking to Timothy, he says this, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance, that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Watch this, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me his prisoner but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God and he continues the fact of the matter is this there is a world out there that needs the gospel of Jesus Christ listen they don't want it but they need it there's a world out there that needs to hear about what God has done for them. Where are they going to hear it from? Where are they going to hear it? If they don't hear it from us, where are they going to hear it? They need to hear it from those who have it. There's a world out there that needs to know, Christ, don't be scared. Don't be scared. God has given us the spirit of power and love. Hey, Love them. When you love somebody, you have to tell them. If you don't tell them something that's wrong in their life, you don't love them. 
If you're looking at, you're sitting next to your spouse today, and you know they have a serious problem, and you don't confront them about that, you don't love them. Power and of love and of a sound mind. You see, God is the one who does the work in their lives. God is the one who works in lost people's lives. God is the one who does the work. God is the one who changes their lives. You know what we're just called to do? Engage in battle. That's all the children of Israel were called to do. Don't be afraid. Just engage in the battle. Why? Because God is with you. Listen to me. You don't have to save anyone. Just engage in the battle. Just get in. Just do something. Just go forward. Don't be scared. God is with you. God will do the work. You see, there's a world out there that does not want Christianity to succeed. They do not want to see it go forward. They want to stamp it out. They're trying to crush it. They're trying to make us conform to what they want. But we have something greater. We have something greater. We don't have to give in. We don't have to give up. We have God to fight for us. So does that mean we won't go through any problems then? Does that mean our government will just change all of a sudden? No. That's not what that means at all. But it means that through the problems, through every issue that we may go through, through every government change, through anything that, bring, that comes about, we have someone to trust. We have someone that will walk through it with us. Job, he didn't get out of his problems, did he? But he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You see, it doesn't matter what we go through. We know that God holds the world in his hands and he is all powerful. He is almighty. And it doesn't matter what comes. All things work together for good to them who love God. To them are the called according to his purpose. We see we have God. You might be going through a health concern in your life right now. You can see, you can hear it coming. Maybe you just heard from the doctor something. And you look around you and you begin to compare yourself with the health of other people. And you begin to compare yourself with everyone else around you. And you worry. And maybe you're scared. Can I encourage you? Don't be scared. God will go with you. Don't be scared about that doctor. Don't be scared about that uh, uh, cancer. Don't be scared about whatever it might be. Don't be scared. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Listen, God may not take your cancer away, but he'll be there with you. He'll be there with you. Some of you will remember Rosemary Gordon. One of the most spectacular things I've ever seen. She is literally laying in bed dying. I believe she went to heaven that night. Pastor Stone began to tell Rosemary about a lady that he was talking to about the Lord. And instead of whining and complaining about the pain she was in, you know what she did? She just started praying for that lady. She just grabbed a hold of Pastor Stone's hand and began to pray. You know why? Because God was walking with her. God never healed Rosemary of her cancer. 
But God walked with her all the way through so that so she didn't care about what was going on. She cared about the lives of the people around her. She cared about God doing something outside of her, bigger than her, better than her. You might be going through a relationship concern in your life, whether you're husband, wife, father, mother, maybe your children, maybe a good friend, I don't know what, but maybe you're going through some relationship concern. You see the problems and it looks overwhelming to you. You look around at what everyone else has on Facebook and Instagram and go, man, if I could just have that. You're scared about how this is ever going to change. Don't be scared. God is with you. God can work in the situation. You might be going through a financial concern in your life right now. You can see the problems. You feel like you're in a massive hole and you just don't know how to get out of it. Don't be scared. God is with you. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. God wants to open the windows of heaven upon you and bless you. God can do it. Don't be scared. You might be going through a social concern in your life right now. You don't know how to handle a certain situation. You can see the potential of the problem. And you just don't know how to handle the situation. Don't be scared. God is with you. The Bible says if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. And it shall be given him. You see, God is in control. We get scared. We got to start comparing because we believe our senses and that's not necessarily the wrong thing. But the wrong thing is when we forget who we have. Whatever you have in front of you, there is nothing that compares to God. Nothing. He is the only and true God. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Romans chapter 8 tells us what shall we say to these things. If God be for us, who can be against us? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. Don't be scared. Conquer through Christ. Don't be scared. Don't forget who you have. Don't be scared. Don't only trust your senses. Trust God. Don't compare the problem or the resources that you have. Don't forget who's on your side. Don't forget you have God that is going and willing to fight with you and for you. And he's going to go before you. And he's going to change you. He wants to fight for you. Don't be scared. Fear not, Moses said. When you see everything in front of you, and we know when we hear things, don't be scared. There's a God that will fight 